Oh, what a spirited morning we have working on the best football Friday of the year with Hasselbeck, Rusini, Ninkovich, and Ryan Clark with us today. We are live from the Seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron, ahead of divisional weekend and four fabulous football games, the last of which we think might be the best. Cowboys-Niners, game of the weekend in San Francisco. Dallas has not been to the NFC title game since the 1995 season. 11 straight playoff appearances without reaching that round. That's the longest streak of all time. Speaking of 11 straight, that's how many games San Francisco has won in a row. Six of them with Brock Purdy as the starter. He was great last week, accounting for four touchdowns in his playoff debut. Since week seven, these are the only teams in the league to score 30 points per game. So all this sets up an epic rematch from last year's postseason. And Dak Prescott, for one, wanted it. Most definitely I did. Um, I think this whole team did. Um, obviously, using that loss last year as a motivation and just kind of the focal point, I guess, of the resiliency that, that we carried uh, into the offseason, obviously carried into this year. Yeah, we get a chance to go back at their place, uh, do, do something that, that we want to do. Well, I mean, be careful what you wish for sometimes, obviously. You want the champ, you're going to get the champ. I know the Niners aren't the champs, but they did finish the regular season with the number one scoring defense in the National Football League. And you see the Cowboys have gone up against teams like that quite a bit in their history, but not so much lately. That one last year is really, uh, or this one, this, this, that's this game I'm looking at up there on the screen. So it hasn't happened in what, for whatever it's worth, in 40 years. All right, RC, let's start with the quarterback as it starts with the quarterback. Dak Prescott, so much conversation about what's been something of an up-and-down year for him. Coming off of the great performance Monday night, what is the number one key for Dak Sunday for the Cowboys to win? First off, Greeny, Dak is lying, right? Let me explain something to y'all. Dak Prescott always says the right thing, and he absolutely said what he was supposed to about playing the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. But in one of his truer moments, he would have said, I much wish this was the Seattle Seahawks or <laughs> someone else other than the San Francisco 49ers because they're playing absolutely lights out right now. And if you're going to play against this D'Amico Ryans-led defense, Dak Prescott has to protect the football. That is the number one thing that has to happen this week if the Dallas Cowboys are even to have a chance of competing in this game. When you watch Dak play on Monday night, that was the best of Dak Prescott. That was composure. That was poise. That was his ability to use his legs and decisiveness from the pocket. Kellen Moore needs to get the exact same thing from him. If there is any difference, if we see Washington commander Dak Prescott, if we see second half Jack Jacksonville Jaguars, Dak Prescott, this can be a blowout much like we saw in the second half of San Francisco and Seattle in the first round of the playoffs. This mm. defense is attack, attack, attack. If there is blood in the waters, all sharks know to do is eat, and this is a defense full of shark. Dak can't give them anything that makes them want to bite off a limb. So he accounted for the five touchdowns on Monday night. And I know, Tim, you have some tape because this is a step up in class. Yeah, step up in class. It's going to be hard to run the football. He needs to pass the football well. And I thought Kellen Moore did an excellent job a week ago. Here's a good example. You're going to face a lot of cover three against the Niners. What Dallas is trying to do here from a condensed formation is get a horizontal stretch on the free safety. Basically with a seam, it's really kind of a post because of where he's aligned. But the shallow cross holds the underneath coverage to the opposite side. And why that's important is verse three deep. Guys need to carry up the seam. If they don't, you get that horizontal stretch on the safety. Dak is able to move into his left, hits his tight end who's wide open. The corner's not able to midline it because of the outside route. And so because of that, like that type of stuff, 
I think that really is a lot more about Kellen Moore designing good plays, calling them at the right times to help Dak see it. And that's important against a really good defense. And particularly against a zone defense. What's the most important piece of this for Dak, Ninko? It's timing and windows. And every time you're playing a zone, everything is about your timing with your receivers and then when they're in those open windows. And you're going to be going against a defense that has a good pass rush. So I think Dak is going to have to use his legs. And I'm not talking about running outside of the pocket and trying to run for and scramble for first downs. I'm talking buying some time, making sure that those guys get into those open windows and staying on pace, staying on time. And if you're the 49ers, that's exactly what you're trying to disrupt. Your pass rushers are trying to get to Dak before those uh, those receivers are developed into their timing routes and, and get to Dak. So it's going to be vital that, that Dak uses his legs, buys some time, avoids the rush, and takes what the defense gives him. Yeah, and to what you're talking about is extending plays. There is also the reality that he ran with the football more times on Monday night than he did in any other game this season. And I, for one, think that could be a major factor in this game. And, Diana, I know you're just watching the offensive line. <laughs> My eyes glued on Nick Bosa, right? Because you know that the Dallas Cowboys have to have a plan for him. They, they have enough respect for what he can do. And he can change the game. He can make Dak's life absolutely miserable. And look, the Cowboys offensive line has done a really good job this year protecting Dak. But this could be a completely different situation if they don't have a really good plan in, in containing Bosa. Yeah, if, if Bosa, if, if we wake up Monday morning, Ryan Clark will be here with me. If we are talking about Nick Bosa being the best player on the field, the Cowboys have no chance whatsoever no. to win that game. Now, before I get to that, RC, I have been waiting all week for this moment Based on some of the reaction, I have gotten to this question on this show, and that is this. The Dallas Cowboys are playing this game at a fairly significant disadvantage in rest. The 49ers played Saturday early, and now they're playing Sunday late. You can't have more rest than they're having. The Cowboys, meanwhile, we know it. Back-to-back road games, one's on a Monday, so they are at a disadvantage. Historically, you see the numbers. Playoff teams in that circumstance only have won nine out of 33 games. Ryan Clark. How much of a factor is that in this football game Sunday? I mean, it's a large factor. And honestly, you got to blame Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. If we had a worse team calling the Monday night game, we wouldn't have had the good football game. And so that's the problem. Also, on the other side of it, when you look at this, you have to use that as motivation. You have to use that as a focusing tool if you're Mike McCarthy. You talk about the fact that you have short rest and how it can be to your advantage because you've just played and now you can carry over some of that momentum. You talk about the way that you're going to reset, you're going to restore, you're going to rest throughout the practices and maybe do a little bit of more walkthrough and only think mentally. But the way that that allows you to be fresher on Sunday than a team that has had this time and maybe practice a little more or practice harder. You're going to use all the ways that this can make you a better team and then you're going to take away every single excuse. But when you look at not being able to have as much rest as the San Francisco 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers getting an opportunity to heal and also get some recovery, that is going to be a huge part in this game. But when the ball is kicked off. It's about executing the game plan, being physical, running, and hitting. That's the only way to beat the San Francisco 49ers. It don't matter if you had three months or three days. If you don't bring your hard hat and your lunch pail, you're going to get ran out of the stadium. Look, I I brought this up this week, and Damian Woody, he's a very large man, and I was genuinely afraid. He got so angry at me for even raising (laughs) the idea that this is a factor. Woody's large. Yeah. No, no, I'm just mean. Why say he's large? 
Well, I mean, he was an offensive tackle, so he's a very big man. And he, <laughs> listen, he got in my face. He was like, Greeny, do you know what round this is? This is the playoffs. I'm chasing a chip. I don't want to talk to my family. I don't want to see this, that, or the other. This is about playing this game. There's no excuses. There's no difference. He didn't want to hear it, Ninko. I, I don't want to hear it either. This is the playoffs. Suck it up. Go play football. And, and at the end of the day, too, they just came off a, a win against the Bucks that threw the ball, what, 60 times yeah. and yeah. ran the ball 15. So in those particular matchups, when you're not having to stop the run, you're not taking direct – shots from the fullbacks or the linemen just coming up, you're not really that banged up. You just ran seven on seven for about <laughs> 75 snaps. So it's not that bad. Take an Advil, you're fine. There's travel. I mean, all, all these things. You know, Tim, I'm trying to put all this into the hopper. There's travel. They were in Tampa, then they're home. Now they're going to San Francisco. Niners are sitting in their house. They played the first game last weekend. All these things feel like a factor to Yeah, them. so I think what like what Damian's talking about, what Rob's talking about is like, hey, listen, it's adrenaline. Like, like how are you going to respond? I, I'm not worried about Physically for Dallas, I'm more would be concerned about, listen, you just gave this Niners offense, you know, two extra days to find an extra gap or an extra hat in the run game that we've got to adjust to. Like, that's where I think the league did the Cowboys a disservice is that, you know, one team's got two extra days. Because make no mistake about it, even when the Niners don't know who they're going to play, they are preparing for either opponent. So they're starting their game plan not knowing who the opponent is, mm-hmm. and and they're getting to work on it, whereas Dallas, they're getting ready to play a game. Right. Yeah. For what it's worth, the Cowboys, and for that matter, the Bucks both went into Monday's game knowing that the winner was coming to San Francisco. So their advanced scouting and all that, th- th- that, that wasn't going to change. It's, but it's not by, like, there might be advanced scouting. What I'm saying is putting the plan oh, together. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I mean, the reality is this is this is the scheduling. that They couldn't do it any better than yeah, they did. It. they couldn't. And, and, and coaches will always tell you any extra minute they can get, any advantage is, go- is going to work into their favor. So Tim brings up a good point there. So let's put the picks up on the screen again. Diana's covering everything this weekend, so she's not picking games. I've got the Cowboys because I'm just trying to speak it into existence. Ryan Clark, why do you think <laughs> Dallas? Why do you think Dallas wins this game on Sunday? In some of the biggest games the Dallas Cowboys have had this year, you go to Tampa Bay on Monday night. Think back to the Minnesota Vikings. Their plan defensively from Dan Quinn has been absolutely phenomenal. And we've been waiting for Brock Purdy to get to a situation or get into a football game where he looks like a rookie quarterback that was drafted with the last overall pick in the draft. And I think this is the week. I think that they'll confuse him. I think that they'll use the four safety package of what we call big nickel. They'll move Trayvon Diggs around into the slot, drop him into the half, show some cover four, move into one. I believe this is a game that they're going to make Brock Purdy understand or try to diagnose what defense is being played in his drop and by that, confusing him some and we know that this team is about creating turnovers and pressure and I believe that they get that done this week. Dak Prescott protects the football. Tom Tony Pollard makes plays. CeeDee Lamb makes plays. Dalton Schultz makes plays and they find a way to eke a win out in San Francisco. The first thing he said, Nick, reminded me of something that I I think I haven't done a good enough job of of bringing up this week and ask you how big a factor this is. Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius, head coach of San Francisco, was the offensive coordinator for Dan Quinn Mm -hmm. on that Super Bowl that you played against Atlanta. So Quinn, who is now the defensive coordinator of Dallas, he knows that offense about as intimately as you can. Does that matter? Yeah, of course. And and Kyle Shanahan does does a great job of game planning against the aggressiveness of what that Cowboys defense is. And if you have a front that wants to pin their ears back, okay, guess what? We have McCaffrey. We're going to run a screen here, and we're going to make sure that that aggressive front that you have when you're coming after us, we use that to our advantage, and we just 
throw it over the top and we use McCaffrey in these situations. So Shanahan is going to run through his script. He's going to have his top 15 plays mm -hmm. that he's going to have go-to moments in this game. You just say, okay, I know what they're going to run defensively. This is what we're going to go offensively. And the defense of the 49ers, too, I think that's what separates these two teams. They, they stop the run. They shut down the run. And I really believe that, that if you look at the Cowboys, the key to this game is going to be Tony Pollard in the backfield and running the football. So the 49ers stopped the run. The Cowboys, if they can't run the football, it's going to be a long day for the Cowboys. No one running back had 70 yards this season That's in any game surprising. against the 49ers. We'll see if the combination of Pollard and Zeke can get anything done. Meanwhile, as we continue, the other NFC game equally fascinating. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, a dynamic duo last week in Minnesota. But how much better do they need to be in Philadelphia tomorrow? We dive into that game. Plus, it's the best quarterback matchup of them all. Why Joe Burrow feels very confident heading up against Josh Allen this Sunday. All that and more as we roll on. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Back on Get Up. You want props? We got props. More or less for Giants Eagles. Ninko, more or less 96 total yards for Saquon. I want to change this, but I'm, I said less. <laughs> I, I, I said less, but then I see total, and the total makes me want to say more because I feel like he's going to be a key for Daniel Jones and getting the ball out of his hand into the flat, um, some catch and run plays. So I said less originally, but I want to change it to more because the total thing there. That's the key. Total yards. Now, the courage of your conviction, very convincing. <laughs> More or less, Jalen Hurts, 50 and a half rushing yards. Ryan. I'm going to go less, and I'm going to go less because I believe he's going to be more so of a smart runner than someone that's trying to gain extra yards on each and every opportunity he has to run the football. I think that they'll use him sparingly in the run game. I also believe the zone read game won't be used as much as far as him pulling the football. And when he improvises outside of the pocket, it'll be to pick up first downs, not necessarily score touchdowns. 
And then, Tim, let's talk about Daniel Jones in this game. More or less than one and a half passing touchdowns. Well, I'm still trying to get over Ninko's lack of attention to detail in the postseason. <laughs> but I'm going to go less here on Daniel Jones. I, look, I think we saw an amazing performance by Daniel Jones a week ago against an inferior defense, which is why they've just moved on from their defensive coordinator. I think it's going to be a challenge, an uphill challenge on the ground for him and, you know, through the air, and so I'm going left. All right, so, so perfect. Let, let's stop down on this here, Tim, and I'm, I'm delighted to have you here to break this down as a quarterback because uh, we've had so much conversation about the other quarterback in this game, Jalen Hurts, for all of the obvious and understandable reasons. He's a brilliant player and he's hurt. But we gushed over Daniel Jones on Monday on the show. How could you not? He was sensational. Yeah. And I had some people saying to me, Greeny, you realize that's a terrible defense he played. To your point, they just fired the defensive coordinator after it. How much gushing about Daniel Jones is appropriate right now heading into what is a major step up in class? Well, listen, I never want to down somebody for playing great in a playoff game and advancing, helping their team advance. Like, we should applaud guys for doing that. That being said, I think let's say, all right, Eric, who is Daniel Jones as a player? What should we expect, especially with the talent around him? Daniel Jones has thrown for over 230 yards in a game this season just three times. Let's not forget this is a passing league. Happened against the Detroit Lions, who struggled on defense, and it happened twice against the Minnesota Vikings, once in the regular season and once in the postseason. Other than that, he has not thrown for 230 yards in a game. That should give you somewhat of a sense of what the passing attack is really like for the New York Giants. And now doing it against a team that creates a ton of pressure, is really good on that side of the ball, and Daniel Jones has not had success against in playing them this season. Yeah, look, that's an excellent point. It also dovetails into their lack of talent at the receiver position sure. and everything else. That's not all Daniel Jones, but it is. it does speak to the explosiveness or lack thereof, RC, of this offensive attack. Quite simply, with Jalen Hurts on the field, can Daniel Jones and the Giants create enough offense against the Eagles to win this game? No, I believe they can. And the thing about what we watched from Brian Dayball and Daniel Jones last week was taking advantage of what is a weak Minnesota Vikings defense, but also finding Isaiah Hodgins, also Darius Slayton, understanding that Ricky James is a player in the slot that can make plays. And using Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida in a, to a type of pony personnel that allows versatility in the run game, also in the past. They're not going to score to me. This is not going to be 30 plus points. But if Daniel Jones is smart with football, if Daniel Jones protects the football and could put together some of those long drives that we saw against the Minnesota Vikings, I believe that's a way to keep Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles offense off of the football field, but also allow them to score points in ways that keeps this game close. And there, other than the Minnesota Vikings, there's no team that's been in most more close games than the New York Giants and understanding how to win those. And, 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 Diana, you are a New Jersey person through and through, so you hear it as much as I do in the street. The, new, the, the fans of the Giants had long since given oh. up on Daniel Jones, and now all of a sudden they love Daniel Jones. Will the real Daniel Jones please stand up? Where yeah. are we with him right now? Uh, they love Daniel Jones with Brian Dable. That's yeah. the version. I think the belief is in the head coach and what he's been able to bring out in Daniel Jones. I don't necessarily think it's him. I think New York's at a point where it really doesn't matter which quarterback will be in there for them if the New York Giants continue to stick with him or not. They believe in this head coach. And I think that's really been the difference. And, you know, going back just a few months ago, we were talking about what, what can Dable really do? What can he really bring? Maybe we're overstating his ability and what he was able to do in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Well, we're seeing some of the things up in Buffalo without Brian Dable. Yes. Right? And we're seeing things elevate 
tremendously with Brian Dable here in New York with Daniel Jones. Look, RC said it verbatim on Monday. He said on Sunday, last weekend, Daniel Jones looked more like Josh Allen than Josh Allen did. <laughs> and the threat of commonality there, of course, is Brian Dable. RC, I've quoted you on that all week long because it's such a good point. Can Daniel Jones, he's, he, look, to ask him to throw for 300 and run for 75, he's literally the third quarterback ever to do that in a playoff game uh, last weekend. So to expect that this weekend is probably too much. But can he do enough this weekend to beat the uh, yeah, Eagles? Yeah, of course he can. And, and I think it's not so much giving him too much of the praise like for one game, but I think it's Daniel Jones and praise of the process that we've seen from mm -hmm. where he was to where he's at right now. And that process is taking care of the football, making guys around you better, elevating the players around you. And, you know, the combination of Brian Dayball and, and what he has brought to this team, it's that energy. It, and you see the energy, and there's clips of him on the practice field and the guys having a great time. And, and the opportunity, especially in the playoffs, sometimes you can take that energy of, of having an opportunity to surprise people. And whatever that is, when you're playing football, every single opportunity you have in the playoffs, you can shock you can shock the world. Yeah. I've been a part of, of teams where we were counted out, and we didn't have the best offense. We didn't have the best defense, and the other team were superior. But with the opportunity and that energy that Dayball brings to this yeah. team, the Giants could definitely do it. And yeah. it started right out of the gate. Remember the game against 100%. the Titans in Nashville when, and, they were, and when they went for it? Even the close games. It builds character in the team to understand, like, we like it grimy. We like it this – we like these tight games because that builds character throughout the season. That's a sensational year that he's had. They've got some interesting decisions to make. But first, they've got a date with their division rival tomorrow night. Meanwhile, I'll be back here tonight for a good NBA doubleheader. We've got Luca and the Mavs hosting Jimmy Buckets in the Heat, 7.30 Eastern. And that's followed by a great one out west. Ja and the Grizzlies, they've won 11 straight. They take on LeBron, who's got the all-time scoring record in his sights. Uh, that's tonight, uh, and our coverage will start with NBA Countdown. Again, join us 7 Eastern tonight here on ESPN. Meanwhile, as we continue, while eyes have been on Dak after his huge night in Tampa, which cowboy whose name is not Prescott is going to have to be the star for Dallas to win? We'll answer that question, and we'll see if Ninko can answer this one from Sneaky Hembo. Here we go. Who has the NFL record for most passing yards in a single postseason? The body language tells me he thinks he knows. We'll find out next. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. 
Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We are back on Get Up, and that is Sneaky Hembo. And here is Rob Ninkovich to answer his question today. Who has the NFL record for most passing yards in a single postseason? I have three people in my brain right now. Go ahead. Matt Ryan, right. potentially. Right. Peyton Manning, right. back when they were really good. Right. And then Tom Brady. Final answer? I'm going Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. You're half right. It's Eli Manning. Wow. It's Eli Manning. <laughs> Down goes Ninko. Ninko, guess what? He had, he had 296 of those yards against you in the Super Bowl. Eli threw for 1,200 yards Salt plus in, a wound? in 2011. So not only does Ninko lose on the question, he actually lost the Super Bowl. My Remember, Eli played an extra game. Uh, they didn't have the bye, so he played four games in that four Look how is. smug Hembo is. a cheater. Hembo is just a very small man. I mean, that's <laughs> just at the end of the day. He enjoys the suffering of others, and that's... That just speaks volumes about his character. Okay. Eli Manning? Let's move on. It was a good question. Now, we got Cowboys Niners this weekend. This is a rivalry upon which the history of this league has been built. Let's go through some of the great moments in the history of this rivalry. One of them, well, maybe not so great if you're a fan of the Cowboys, came just last year. Final seconds, literally final seconds. Dallas, and they didn't get it all. To the 25 and slides. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Three, two, one. Did he spike it in time? Didn't get it spiked in time. That's the end of the game. Oh, wow. There you go. An unbelievable finish last year. Now let's go way back. Hey, Tim Hasselbeck, 94 NFC Championship game. The Cowboys were two-time defending champs. Steve Young finally slayed that dragon. Listen, slayed that dragon. Mon- monkey off the back a little bit before the monkey was off the back. Look at Steve Young. Mm. Just, that's an absolute dime to Jerry Rice. The uniforms the also spectacular in so that good. era. There was Steve, who, as you say, two, running. Weeks, two weeks later would win the Super Bowl and officially get the monkey off his back. Meanwhile, Ninko, you don't ref- re- re- dis respect the star to in 2000 now and i was a huge cowboy fan for a long time back mm. when i was a kid i had the bedspread i had the pillowcase i had emmett smith on the wall but yeah you don't disrespect the star like that what george teague was having none of it get out of here 49ers and to would wind up winning the game but teague would wind up winning the moment all right the 92 nfc championship game let's go back to that because this was when the cowboys of jimmy johnson became the cowboys troy aikman for alvin harper 70 yards it sets up a game-winning touchdown to kelvin martin the cowboys would go back to the super bowl for the first time since the legendary Landry days and after it was over the coach was fired up Jimmy Johnson in the locker room speaking these immortal words How about this, so the excitement there and then of course the top moment one of the great moments in NFL history the 81 NFC championship game a moment upon which this league was built Joe Montana, Montana Dwight Clark, out the, right, the catch. Toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass, caught by Clark. Clark got a touchdown. Dwight Clark has it. It's a touchdown for the 49ers. 
So look, I mean, this this is what the league is. But look at RC. I mean, if it doesn't get you excited, then you don't care about football. So look, RC, we have we have broken this game down in so many different directions, and yet there's one name that we have spoken very little this week, and that is the name of Brock Purdy, who is in the midst of writing what could be one of the unlikeliest stories in the history of the sport. So I would ask you. If this is a close game, if this is a fourth quarter game and the Niners need Brock Purdy to win it for them late, are you comfortable and confident that he can? I'm comfortable. I don't necessarily know if that means I'm confident, but I am comfortable. I think Brock Purdy has been the best quarterback that has played for the San Francisco 49ers this entire year, and that's Trey Lance, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Brock Purdy has, since the time of taking over the job, the day that he walked onto the field, has been in full command of Kyle Shanahan's offense, and we all know how versatile and diverse that is. And he's made huge plays. It hasn't just been about George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey. It's been Brock Purdy making the right plays at the exact time they needed to be made and his team having full confidence in him and his abilities. Now, do you want to be behind against the Dallas Cowboys, at least who we think the Dallas Cowboys are defensively? Absolutely not. But when you have some of the skilled players around you that Brock Purdy does, when you have Kyle Shanahan calling and diagramming plays, and you've played as much football, even if it's just not in the NFL as Brock Purdy has, you believe in yourself and you believe in this offense, and that makes me comfortable with him in that situation. Look, let's talk about how unlikely this is. I tweeted last week that this is the unlikeliest story we've ever seen and Kurt Warner got all over me on Twitter <laughs> so here's what I would say to Kurt his origin story is the unlikeliest in NFL history right but the year that they won the Super Bowl Kurt Warner Kurt was the Warner MVP was of 76 but, but, what's that he was 76 years old <laughs> exactly no but here's the point that Kurt Warner was the MVP of the league the year that they won that Super Bowl. Brock Purdy hadn't played in a game yeah. two months ago, and now all of a sudden he's going to lead this team to a Super Bowl championship. If he does it, it's different. Kurt, no disrespect. You're still, <laughs> they made a movie about it, for crying out loud. Yeah. Can Brock Purdy win this game if they needed to be on his shoulders? He can. I mean, he has the ability. Will I he? think the thing, will he? Look, I, I think that at some point, because of how he's playing recently, and, and this is why I would say, like, I think when he took over, it was very much, hey, like, this is the play. Do it how we've coached it. And I think now we've seen from Brock Purdy a little more confidence, a little more, hey, it's not there. I'm going to go outside the design of the play and make a play. And I think that he's gotten away with that so far. It's been good for the Niners. Go watch the, the game against Seattle. That's not just everything right on time. It's more creating. You get into trouble as a quarterback doing that, and you learn from those mistakes in doing that. If he tries to do that against this Dallas team, I think that's where it becomes an issue. Well, but what are we hearing out of there? What, what, what are we hearing about the Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy of it all? That it, we obviously see that it's working, but I go back to Trent Williams when Purdy took over. First quote he gave to reporters was, this guy has it, we believe in him. And I remember thinking, what? What is he talking about? And, and Trent Williams has never been that type of player that just is going to say it to say it. There's something behind that, right? So they've seen something. He has a way about the about his presence with this team that's made them believe that he can do it and maybe he can come through in the big moment. Nico, when you were in New England, your defenses and Bill Belichick just destroyed rookie quarterbacks. There's a, all sorts of statistical. So he's still a rookie, 
I mean, we sometimes forget that not only didn't he play most of this season, but he is also still a rookie. Yeah. What's your game plan against him this weekend? Well, well number one, you got to disguise well. You can't show your hand, so to speak. And you got to make sure that, that you disguise well and then make him throw from the pocket. Because we've seen him scramble. He is mobile. He's got some moves. He can get out of the pocket. He can throw from the run. So you keep him in the pocket. And he's not a, a huge guy. So a, a shorter quarterback when you're condensed in the pocket, you're having to throw over guys that are 6'5", 320. you got a big defensive front coming after you. So at times, you, there's a vision problem. And, and I think back to when we would play Drew Brees. He literally would be on his tippy toes looking through the bottom of his face mask to try and see over the offensive line. So the game plan was condense the pocket. Get in front of him. Don't let him have big windows. But when you run past the quarterback, you can see down the field. So, you know, again, young quarterback, make him – Make all the throws. You have to make the third and ten plus throws. And don't give them easy out passes to the flat to, like, uh, McCaffrey for easy first down. So looking at Divisional Weekend, we could break it down like this. The NFC games are about the storylines. Mm. The AFC games are about the superstar quarterbacks, and they're all young. Let's look at them here. Buffalo, Cincinnati. The Bills a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. Uh, Cincinnati, this is the biggest spread they faced since they were seven-point underdogs in the AFC Championship game a year ago at Kansas City. Oh, by the way, they won that game. As we put the quick picks up, or the picks up there, Diana, you're covering this game yes. for us. You won't pick it. What are the keys? Yes, uh, you know, the sense I'm getting from just talking to players on defense on this Bills team is that they expect their offense to make mistakes. That's the state of this Buffalo Bills team. And, and look, th this is the good and the bad that comes with Josh Allen. He's going to make remarkable plays. He's going to, you know, to make some magic on offense. But... He's going to throw the ball away as well. So this defense is focused on, on knowing that they're going to have to play really clean on defense. They're going to have to tackle well, and they're going to have to come up with some takeaways. All right, Tim, it's one thing to beat Miami playing with a third-string quarterback while turning the ball over three times. Can they win this game if Josh Allen doesn't take care of the ball? I mean, no. That's the easiest way to get beat is not take care of the ball. The thing that I'm more concerned about in this game, and I understand, like Josh Allen's going to be aggressive with the football. It's how he plays. Cincinnati's offensive line is what bothers me. You're talking about three new starters, or three basically since you know the start of January. Three new starters in the offensive line on the road in a loud, hostile environment. Like that to me is a bad recipe, no matter who your quarterback is. So you see the picks up there. The other one, Kansas City, Jacksonville. I mean, the quarterback matchup, a lot of glamour. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, the best in the league, probably the MVP this year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, a, a remarkable run that he is on. The great second half last week. The, yep. the Chiefs, as you see, are a nine-point favorite. They played each other week 10. Mahomes threw four touchdowns in that game. There's a statistic that you've probably seen that in his career, high school, college, and pro, that Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday. <laughs> RC, I guess there's the first time for everything. What do we expect <laughs> in this game tomorrow afternoon? You know what? I expect the Kansas City Chiefs to show the experience that they've had in the playoffs. So Patrick Mahomes to show that he's the best player in all of football. And for this defense to find a way to not only pressure Trevor Lawrence, but also put him in some positions to make some mistakes. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will equip themselves well against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they'll bring some pressure defensively. I believe that they're good in between the numbers. So Juju Smith-Schuster and Travis Kelsey will be a focal point of theirs. But the Kansas City Chiefs are just too much. They're too darn good. They're coached too well. And there's too much playoff experience on that team for the Jacksonville Jaguars to come out with the win. I have great respect for Lawrence. I have great respect for Doug Peterson and everything else they've done down there. I, Ninko, I can't think of anything more surprising that could happen in this postseason mm. 
either what we saw last week or anything that could happen going ahead than Jacksonville winning this game, right? That would be yeah, one of the true shockers. It would be truly shocking, yes. And R.C. said it, the experience. Kansas City having the experience, I think that that's what separates them from, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Granted, yes, Trevor Lawrence has played well. Um, you know, they have did a great job coming back last week, but I don't see that happening against Kansas City. And, and remember how they came back, to in terms of the emotions of that, yeah. they, they hit a peak. There's going to be a little bit of a, almost like a hangover from, from a game like that from, to be able to win. When you go back and look at the regular season matchup, the game starts with Jacksonville, surprise onside kick that they recover. They go for it multiple times on fourth down. I think Doug knows that you can't just be like, hey, we're going to slow this game down yeah, yeah. in time of possession, shorten it. I think Doug knows the way you beat them is you got to score a massive amount of points. Like, it's scoring just, it's scoring one more than them. They're going to score, just find ways to steal possession. Will it be Kansas City Barbecue or Waffle House? After this one for the winners, we're going to find out. In the Waffle meantime, back, back to the NFC, we will go next. Jalen Hurts, his legs have been an important part of his MVP-level season, but the shoulder issues, they continue. How much punishment will the Eagles allow? Allow him to face. That might be the key. And we'll talk about it next. Get up on ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg. And ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, so if we're going to do a flashback Friday today, we really only need to flashback 12 days to week 18 of the regular season when the Giants, who were mostly playing backups, gave Jalen Hurts and the Eagles some trouble in a six-point Eagles win that secured for Philadelphia the number one seed. Jalen Hurts in his first game back from injury only ran the ball nine times for 13 yards. Certainly discretion, the better part of Valley. You figure they weren't going to run him in that game and take a chance on him getting injured. That comes after he ran for 77 yards and a touchdown against the Giants in week 14. Running with the football has been a huge part of his success this year. 13 rushing touchdowns tied for the second most by a quarterback in NFL history. Just one off the record that's held by Cam Newton. So I, I wanted to give everyone a sense of what we should expect. Because we're gonna, either he's going to run with the football a lot or he's not. And that is a major factor in this game tomorrow, we would assume, because it's been such a big part of his success. Nico, you were telling us about a Super Bowl you played against, Marshawn Lynch, and the very first play of the game and the mentality and how that relates to this. Yeah, b- before the Super Bowl, Bill literally made it a point that every single person needs to get to the football in the first play of the game. So if you watch this play... Everybody is around Marshawn Lynch. I'm talking the backside corner is booking it over to get to Marshawn Lynch. And when you see this picture right there, 
That's what you want to see, especially when you're going against a go-to guy like Jalen Hurts. If you're, if you're the Giants, you want to make it a point that if he's going to run the football, that every, every single person has to be around him. And I get it. That's football. 11 hats to the ball. But it, it's, it's, it's different when literally every single, every single person is there and everybody's piling on because – you know, Jalen Hurts, he's, he's in the pocket. Yes, he has protection of a quarterback. But when he's outside the pocket and he's running those plays where he's holding the football, he's a running back. And if he wants to lower his shoulder, he wants to run for first downs, you got to make him feel it. And you got to test his shoulder, see how he, where he's at. Because if you're game planning, if you're the Giants and you're looking at tape, you're not looking at the last time you saw him. You're not looking at the, the, the Giants or the, sorry, the Eagles when they don't have Jalen Hurts. You're looking at week 10, 11, 12, yeah. 13 when they were full into their offense. And so this is going to be a different game plan for the Giants. If he's 100% healthy and the Eagles are running their full game plan, it's a different look for what the Giants have seen. RC, so you were, in your day, one of the toughest defensive players in the entire NFL. What is your – if you're going up against Jalen Hurts and you know the injury situation as well as everybody, what is your mentality and how does it change because of the shoulder? There's a great philosopher from New Orleans. His name is – Dwayne Carter. And Dwayne Carter said, the only thing on the mind of a shark is eat by any means. And you just sardines. Right now, Jalen Hurts is going to be a sardine. Jalen Hurts is going to be a guy that the entire week you're talking about hunting him and making him feel the pressure. It's not actually about re-injuring Jalen Hurts or putting a sort of physicality on him that's illegal. It's about making him think about it, knowing that if he's trying to get an extra yard, you're getting extra hats to the football, knowing that you're going to pressure him in the pocket and in putting that pressure on him, is he going to be willing to stare down the barrel and make those throws from the pocket that end in physicality? You have to continue, if you're Wink Martindale, to put bodies around Jalen Hurts because the more bodies you put around him, you're hoping that it has a Sam Darnold type effect. You're hoping that he starts to see ghosts. He starts to slide. He starts to fold up. He starts to think more about protecting himself than making plays. And that's what you're going to get from this Wink Martindale defense. We know that they love to pressure. They pressured him in the first game and I believe they had success for that with that. So I see that happening again this week. And maybe Lil Wayne does the pregame motivational speech for the Giants as they go into this one. (laughs) Give me the offensive side of this. In what way might Hurts be limited? Listen, I thought he threw the ball well week 18. So in terms of how the ball was coming out of his hand throwing the football, I thought, he, I thought he looked pretty good. I think you have to run him. Philadelphia's offense is different because of his threat of run and his ability as a runner. Make no mistake about it. Like Philadelphia runs like today's version of the triple option and got to have it short yardage situations. They get into the red zone and they are their read plays where he can keep it, like the one we're looking at there, or their design quarterback draws. Gotta have it situations, they run the quarterback. That's what they do. This is a gotta have it game. And the other thing that happens is you have to account for him. Go back and watch Pittsburgh play them earlier this year. They basically were accounting for Hertz as a runner with the free safety, sprinting him out of the middle of the field. That then creates one-on-one matchups with super talented wide receivers. So they need to run him. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, so good. I'm just interested when they're going to run him. I, is Sirianna going to make that decision to just start the game and say, look, we're just going to go for it. We're, we're going to stick with the game plan that we have in place, with or, whether or not he's 100% or not. And I think that's going to determine 
what we're going to see from this. What specifically, and I should have started with you, Diana, what specifically do we know about the injury? So he's off the injury report, which is great, but he's not 100%, okay? So it's an SC joint, and I spoke to somebody in Philly this past week just about what the state of this situation is, and he said, look, it is tender to the touch. I'm not talking about a hit, Uh the touch. So this is a very sensitive injury for him, and it's not something that he can shoot up before the game where we've seen with other joint issues. Look, I'm no doctor, but this is how it was communicated right. this way. No, no, so not being able to shoot it up is, I mean, I, look, I, you were a quarterback. It can a quarterback can't shoot up his shoulder, right? No, no, I mean, the guys it, get it, their ribs shut up. Yeah. Here's a, the here. SC joint, essentially your collarbone yeah. where it yeah. attaches, you know, kind of to your sternum, you know, up here. So it's here. A lot of times you'll see like a guy with an AC, AC. joint and, and that kind of, pre, you know, presents other issues. Do we have the picks up? Is that what you're telling me, Stick? I'm having a little trouble hearing you. We, we, we got them. Are they, we, okay, so I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Wow. I'm the G-men. RC, why do you like Philly? I like Philly because Philly's been the best team or was the best team the entire season when Jalen Hurts was at the quarterback position. And I agree with Tim. When we watched him throw the football in week 18, it looked like that was something he was doing at the same level or a similar level that he was before the injury. And also this defense, the way that they could pressure the quarterback, now having Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back healthy at the safety position and what these corners have done also faced with the skilled players of the New York Giants. I just think that this team is too much too good, and they'll be playing and hosting the NFC Championship next week. Yeah, very quickly, on my pick, I'll just say, if I believe Jalen Hurts was fully healthy, if he was really ready to be Jalen Hurts, you know, question in my mind, the Eagles are the better game. Every sense I've gotten coming out of there leading up is that he is more limited than they want anyone to believe, and I think that could be a major factor. We'll find out. In the meantime, as we continue, that Prescott said yesterday he wanted a rematch with the 49ers after last year's playoff exit. Stephen A. will tell you why the quarterback might rue those words as first take takes over top of the hour. Here on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, we are loaded up today, people. To the left, to the left. <laughs> now, Tootsie Roll! <laughs> Sweep the leg. It's not you, it's me, it's me, it's you. First lady, you brought your A game today. There's no question about that. I feel like I'm on General Hospital days of our life. Daniel Jones is the man, I'm the man. Go ahead and admit it. Hey, hey, what? hey, what? hey. What? hey. What? What's that? Hey. Huh? What an egomaniac this guy is. Don't hate. Just congratulate, okay? Oh, bah humbug. My eyes deceive me. 
He got How much does it cost a pirate to pierce his ears? How much? A buccaneer. It finally happened. This could be the okay. last act. How we do this? They might need to have an open tryout. You're five seven in white. Come on out. <laughs> turn to the side. Turn to the side. Oh, yes. I don't have the kind of job where you should get hurt. Someone get ice. I do You got a weapon. Even a baseball. Graziano took one for the team. Uh, fun week this week. Caesars like San Francisco only by four. At home tomorrow, it's a pretty remarkable. It's the second time Dallas is an underdog this season with Dak Prescott starting. The first time was the week one against Tampa, and they lost that game 19-3. to Let's put the picks on the screen quickly. RC, why do you like Dallas? I got 20 seconds. Listen, I think defensively Dallas can put a plan in place that can sort of confuse Brock Purdy. Then they're going to get the football thrown in front of them. Think about running to the football and tackling. And when I saw the pressure package they were able to implement against Tom Brady, I think you'll see something very similar this week to make Brock Purdy make quick decisions. And in making those quick decisions, give some of those playmakers on the back end opportunities at the football. Tim, why Dallas? Opportunistic defense of Dallas. Come up with turnovers. Do you like the Niners? Why? Defense wins championships. Number one defense, that's why they're going to win. Diana Rossini, final I, word. I think Brock Purdy's the next Tony Romo. Brock Purdy is the next uh, to, the next Tony Romo. Yeah. Okay, okay, Mr. Irrelevant. Some people saying he could be the next Kurt Warner. We'll see. One way or the other, Ed. it's the best football weekend Ed. of the year. We are ready for it. We hope we've gotten you ready for it. Enjoy all the action. We'll see you back and better than ever right here on Monday. First take now. <laughs>